0: All right, welcome to Talking Hip Hop. You got Go Gowal Gaddafi. Yeah, we got Lil in here today with us. Um, what's up, what's up, what's up? Oh uh, what i talking about. She on the check-in. All right, so what we doing today, Lil?
1: We going to be talking about, uh, let's talk about Boosie. What Boosie. he said about Lil Wayne.
0: Mm, he says, Boosie says, Lil Wayne <laughs> is more rich than black. What exactly does that mean?
1: To me, that means that Lil Wayne cares about his status more than he cares about his race.
0: Mm, do you feel that way? Absolutely. Why do you feel that way?
1: I feel that way because um he's made several derogatory statements about black women and then also um well I just I'm just gonna say I agree with what Boosie say. Like Boosie was saying that he feel like Will Wayne cares more about his money than than being black, and that's because Biden is planning on anybody who makes over what I think sixty tax cut get sixty percent tax cut. I mean, uh, tax increase, or something along those lines. And then um, Trump doesn't didn't plan on giving any tax cuts or increases or anything. So. I disagree with what Boosie's saying that Lil Wayne was looking out for his money, so you went with Trump.
0: I mean, you know, I don't know the uh, specifics between, you know, Lil Wayne and his situation um, as it pertains to his wealth and his um, ethnicity. But as we all know, Lil Wayne is rich, and, you know, he's definitely protecting his investment. But at the same time, I can't say that I side with Boosie, you know, and say that that's the case because I've seen Lil Wayne step on the flag during this video. I've never seen um, any other rapper do that. And that was in the height of a lot of unfair things that was going on towards black people. But I, I can I can kind of see how Boosie can draw to that conclusion. But I also feel that, I feel that Lil Wayne has a different background than Boosie. So he also have uh, acknowledgement of, you know, he all talks about with Officer Bob the one who saved the life, you know, when uh, Lil Wayne shot himself in the chest. So Officer Bob uh, walked in, at least from Wayne point of view, uh, the officers that was on the scene first, they stepped over him. They uh, rode him off his dead because he was bleeding out his chest. And I'm assuming those officers were black and Officer Bob being a white officer came in and picked him up and put him in the squad car and took him to the hospital and made sure that he was okay. So, I can kind of see how Lil Wayne is more open to all races, but at the same time, the knowledge in his own. But I think everybody's in an uproar because of what Lil Wayne did with the president, you know. But also, 50 Cent, <laughs> 50 Cent say they offered him a million dollars. They offered they offer Curtis Jackson uh, 500000 that went up to a million dollars. And 50 was uh, on the fence. By the time it got to a million, 50 said no, because he didn't see how he was going to come back from it. Which tells me 50 would have done it if 50 had another following. And that was from 50 Mouth. He said he didn't know, you know, if he could recover from that. And then you got the picture of Lil Wayne that pops up. I guess Lil Wayne say to hell with it. I'm going to take that bag. It's a free bag.
1: (laughs) So you think they paid Lil Wayne to do that photo op?
0: Yeah, you know you know listen to what Boosie's saying but also listen to what 50 Sam not so much Boosie but they called 50 personally and then 50 was offered 500,000 initially and by the time they called them back it was up to a million dollars because they was in need of the black vote so since they couldn't get fifth they was actually just trying to get as many uh, black celebrities as they could on their side that's how Lil Wayne got into the photo. Mm
1: -hmm. I still don't think. Um, I don't agree with some of the things you say, though. So Absolutely.
0: I mean, they, they are rappers at the end of the day. You know, they womanizers. They call women, you know, female dogs and garden tools as they present themselves to be such. So
1: Wait a minute. Because he don't just call women. He called black, dark-skinned women certain names. Like, he really? makes it definitely specific. Yes, he does.
0: Okay. I got to hear the audio before I pass on. You know, such judgment on that. I never heard him say specifically, hey, you dark-skinned black motherfuckers the bitches. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs)
1: Let me find audio for you so you can be on the other side. Come on over to the other side.
0: No, I'm good on my side always. I just like my (laughs) perspective. (laughs) I don't mind watching and listening. (laughs) But when you take a side, that's when you got to be. You know, that's like me saying I'm going to be a Republican or a Democrat. Nah, I'd rather be an independent stay on my own side. All right, Next up, we talking about um, Iron Mike and Roy Jones Jr. The Battle of the 50s.
1: Now, 20-01. I personally did not see the um, fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen a couple snippets of it. <laughs> and I'm just going to say I think they both should have said that one out. I think they should have said that one out. I just I just seen the fight and it was all it was more hugging than um than punches being thrown. And I just feel like they should have set it out. And nobody even won. It was like a draw. Like well, I think people just got tired. Well, they got tired of watching it. They was like, you know what, just just stop it. You know, just, just let
0: it go. So, you know, let me go ahead and inform you. I gotta hook you up. <laughs> so uh the point of the Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight was the exhibition. It was no losers. It was going to be a draw unless somebody got knocked out. I'm sure Tyson didn't go in there to knock him out because I watched all eight rounds. Tyson could have knocked him out. It was Roy Jones doing the hugging. Roy Jones Jr. needed some love throughout the fight. Some <laughs> things was coming, and he was over there on the uh, in the corner looking like, "What have I got myself into?" Whoa. <laughs> He was huffing and puffing like a fat kid that just ran down two flights of stairs.
1: Wow. <laughs> so he underestimated him.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, he should have watched Tyson train. When I seen Tyson train, there's no way I would have stepped in there with that 53 old man. And by the looks of it, he was taking it easy. He was taking it easy on Roy Jones Jr. Because he could have done Roy Jones Jr. very bad by the time the third round came. I promise you. I saw it, but be that as it may, you know they had uh they had Uncle Snoop being a commentator. Uh, Snoop made a comment. <laughs> Snoop Dog goes to say that they look like two old people, two old senior citizens at a barbecue, fighting over the fighting over the chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that make a lot of sense.
0: Yo, the way in when they came out them shirts, I was like, oh my Jesus. What was y'all thinking? But that, bag, <laughs> that bag will make you do it.
1: That was a hot mess. That bag would make you do it.
0: Yes, because I would have came out the shirt too at 53. Boobs hanging, swinging, and flapping in the wind. Uh-uh. That bag a few mil, I would have been like, yeah, let's get it.
1: I wouldn't have let you. I wouldn't have yeah. let you. I, have let I would have <laughs> taken a picture. I
0: would have tried to convince you. I had the oil running down my beard. Listen, man, but that was that was a really good fight for the coach. You know, um, me personally, uh, I was kind of amped to see it, but um, that was only because I seen that one highlight when he was training. And by the time he got to the fight, like the day of, I seen the weigh-ins. I was like, whoa, they look bad. You know, and then they got in the ring. Oh, my God, it just looked even worse. But um, I was kind of, I'm I'm not a Roy Jones Jr. fan. And what I mean by that, uh, I, I mean, like, I, I don't really know his track record. I'm more of a Mike Tyson fan because I actually followed Mike Tyson um, his whole career. So I can definitely say I'm a fan of Mike Tyson. Um, But having seen Roy Jones Jr. in action, man, like, even though he he won a lot of fights and, you know, he did this little thing he did. We put his chin out, almost got mm-hmm. it knocked off. But Roy was just hilarious to me throughout the whole fight. That's what I wanted to say. He was... <laughs> <laughs> Every time he got in the corner, <laughs> that look on his face was like, are we in the eighth round yet? Are we in the eighth round? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like they should have gave him Gatorade instead of just water. <laughs>
1: He probably wanted, wanted some Gatorade. Oh, he was like, man. man, I don't know what I got my stuff into.
0: He needed a B12 shot in the middle of the fight. <laughs> 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 so you just going keep smiling that man. <laughs> okay, all right, let me get out Roy Jones Jr. before he pull up on me like he did Fat Joe back in. did he really he right. pull
1: up on Fat Joe?
0: Yeah, man, Fat Joe then was talking about it. Uh, Fat Joe was um he 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 was rapping and he put he put a part of Roy Jones Jr. in his in his verse and I think it was like sort of a diss and Roy Jones Jr. pulled up on him uh at at a a concert or whatever I think Fat Joe was at a club or something and then uh he summons Fat Joe around the corner it's like a one-on-one thing and you know Roy, Roy Jones spoke with him and you know, they 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 talk about it on Fat Joe podcast, you know, and Roy Jones talked to him and Joe was like, Joe was terrified. It's funny how Joe always got these, yo, I was terrified, yo, but it would have been a bad night for the both of us. Psych. <laughs> it would have been a bad night for you. Joe, you would have been you would have been walking around here eating your food through a straw. I don't know why he put this this on. It's just hilarious. It would have been a bad night for both of us, right? No, just just you. Just you. Cause I'm sure if they would have tried to kill chap, it would have been it would have been crazy. <laughs> but um anyway, um, leaving Tyson and Jones and the old folk home. Let's uh make our way over to Jeezy versus Gucci May. How did you feel about that? I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> Loved it. Um, I'm a fan of Jeezy. Uh I've been listening to Jeezy since he came out with came Band the Snowman. And then Thug made a Motivation one-on-one. Love the that album. That's my favorite album to Gucci. I mean not Gucci, Jeezy. You know, and I'm glad he stayed in that bag. People don't realize how many hits Jeezy have just on that one album. That one album alone kept Gucci on the ropes. That was like ninety percent of his playlist, you know. And it was it was fire, classic, out the classic, out the classic. Even the ones that was not radio hits. Yeah. Um, but um, in terms of musically, I feel like Jeezy won.
1: Really?
0: I mean, yeah, I feel like Jeezy won musically. Yeah, I think Jeezy like murdered that boy musically.
1: Yeah, cause all Gucci shit, all Gucci songs. I don't know if it's just me or what, but most of Gucci songs sounded all the same. Like they same person produced them all. He had the same background to or the same type melody or something. Cause it, when they same came rhythm. on, it's like, oh, I think it's the song, and it's not that song. It's another song. I don't know. I I just think they all had the same type of rhythm, yeah.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, Gucci notorious from going in there, freestyling his songs. And um, but if you listen to like the diss songs that he did to Jeezy, that was more of like he sounded like Jeezy. If you ever heard those songs on the one on one listening to you, you know, listening to your own ear, ear device, just listening to him, It, it sounds like a sped it up version of Jeezy without the ad libs. And that's the that's the Gucci I was introduced to uh, right after the Icy um, song. A uh, buddy of mine, you know, shout out Tay. Um, yeah, Shaw Baby was letting me hear it, and he was like, "Man, Gucci got this, this trap music." This. And I heard it, and I thought it was, "I'm like, oh, who that is? Jeezy? It was Gucci." I was like, "Nah, cut it off. I'm good." So I never really did give him a chance. And then you got the the Gucci that we all know to give you that bop, you know, um, on bad and bougie or whatever, you know, the lemonade guy. So, but yeah, it, it still don't. Stand up to uh, to Jeezy. Jeezy got extensive catalog. Jeezy got extensive catalog. But I have to take my hats off to Gucci. Gucci did what he was supposed to do. Gucci did what he was supposed to do. All his diss songs, he played them. I double saluted him for that. He had to. That was smart. He actually started the battle off. Round one. Gucci versus (laughs) Jeezy.
1: He did. He did. He started off. I feel like Gucci came in with the type of um Gucci came in when the, his vibe alone had everybody on edge. Like yeah. the way he was conducting himself, had everybody on the ropes. Like, is he gonna is he gonna snap at any moment? Is he is he is he is he gonna like I I don't know. I just felt nervous about what he was gonna do and say when he finished his when he finished his round. I felt I felt real nervous like he was gonna say or do something. Real real uh streetish, so to speak. Like cussing out. I don't know. I just felt a little nervous when Jeezy came out.
0: I didn't. I felt comfortable. And judging by Jeezy's presence, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt comfortable because if you agree, I'm pretty sure they had somewhat of a conversation. If you agree, Gucci, I mean Jeezy had to know that his this man was gonna play his diss tracks as well. So you have to prepare for that. But it's, it's, you know, I guess people don't understand it because, um, I mean, you know, I guess this generation kind of sensitive, but if you was look at Gucci bringing it from the history point, he like, listen, I'm going to bring it from when we first started. You know, we going to, they actually started with the beef right after um, Icy, so Icy. Then he's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to start it off with the beef. With the beef songs, because we went through our situation during that time. And I think that's another reason why Jeezy stayed in his bag on that third motivation one-on-one. Because some of them songs sound like subliminal disses to Gucci. That's just my perspective on it. You know what I'm saying? Gangster music. Oh my niggas, they gonna ride that is. You know, he he has songs, lyrics in those songs It just sound like um who are you talking to? I know he popping this, you know, popping this shit, but he's also directing those at somebody. So I felt like it was it was needed because that's when Jeezy was going through what he was going through with Gucci. And Gucci just highlighted those areas. And he brought us all the way up to date, which Jeezy didn't with his music, but he brought us up to date. And it was that one song, Truth, that made Jeezy uncomfortable that he had to address. And I'm glad, I'm glad he did. However, I don't feel like he should have addressed it during that time because Gucci was okay. Gucci just wanted to let you know, like, hey, listen, we're not going to forget the fact that you sent your mans at me and I sent them back to you in the pound box. We're going to go ahead and discuss that because I made a song about that. But you got yeah. to stand up in this pain, You're going to have to stand up in this pain, Exactly.
1: Yeah, just standing there.
0: That's right. Yeah, just standing yeah. there. Because think about it from GZ point of view. I mean, Gucci point of view. Gucci mm. standing in the same room with the guy that put an attempt on his life. This is basically the contract killer, if you was to look at it. Allegedly, mm-hmm. this, this is the guy who put a hit on you. That's the way Gucci see it. Because Jeezy came on the, on the mic and said, hey, you know what I'm saying? I got 10, 10 grand of somebody to bring me back Gucci chain. We don't know how this man finna respond. He came to his residence. So he left in the pound box. It was an unfortunate event, but that's what that's what Gucci, like, you know like, hey, this is, these, is our, these are the events that took place. Right. And this yeah. and this will we at now. So on, on, you know, on this note, we can leave out on this. So I see piece it up at the end. But meanwhile, we're going to go through this through this war in the past, which right. is not affecting my current situation. I think people didn't know how to um, digest that. So lastly cool. All right. Well, then let's move on to the next one. The next one we're going to do the word of the day, which is smug s m u g, which means confident of one's ability. And we're going to use it in a sentence. And I'm not T.I. Harris. But what I will say, <sighs> Gucci came in with the smuggest attitude I have ever seen in a battle. And he made me proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's not you know.
1: what I thought you were going to
0: say. <laughs> Nobody giving up to Gucci. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, I'm still on that. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it for today. But um, yeah. Again, man, this is go Al Gaddafi talking hip hop culture content, bringing you the latest and the greatest. And sometimes I just might want to have a conversation about whatever. So y'all go to stay tuned. Appreciate you uh, coming aboard, Leah. Um, shout out to you and your sister station. You know, go ahead and uh tell us a little bit about that, you know, give us a shout out about you, about y'all station, Leah and and Shima, Shima and Lima, I don't know which one first, so tell us about that.
1: Well, it's a podcast called Light, Love, Laughter with Shima and Leah, and we just talk about the same thing, well, similar things, we talk about the latest in the topics, we talk about um, our past, we talk about our future, we talk about our right now, Um, and we all, and we both giggle and it's like when you call your sister and kick the shit with
0: her. So that's what we do. Okay. Okay. I like that. We definitely support that over here talking hip hop culture content. Um, Yeah, man. So shout out. Shout out to y'all. You know, that, that's a dope, dope podcast. I listen to it. You know, y'all have some topics on there, but I do not indulge in women chatter. So when it becomes real chatty patty on the women's side, I'll be like, yep, time for me to go click.
1: <laughs> it's chatty. Outside of
0: that. It's chatty.
1: It's, it's chatty.
0: It's good. It's a really good podcast. But um, hey, man, if y'all like rocking with us, you know, uh, I talk about hip hop, uh, talk about what's going on in the culture. Um, and also, you know, I talk about my life. I talk about, I love talking about street. So, you know, if y'all in for that type of discussion, man, check it out. Talking hip hop. Salute.